This is Slack and Slash Productions. Bringing you an extra special bonus Strahdcast. A fast cast. Hello, heroes. Or I should say hello, schemers, because this fast cast is for DM's ears only. Plenty of spoilers for The Curse of Strahd herein. I want to talk about role-playing the Abbot, and secondarily, Vasilka. They're two NPCs that go great together. That is, their stories are intertwined. I think the Abbot is probably the most fascinating NPC in this campaign, except for Strahd himself. And I think that there's tremendous potential to roleplay some wonderful scenarios, have the PCs grapple with some very thorny ethical questions uh, surrounding the Abbot. But as written, there are problems, as is often the case in The Curse of Strahd. A lot of holes that are left for DMs to fill in, but not necessarily in an intuitive way. So what I'd like to do today is talk about first the Abbots and Basilka as they're written in the Curse of Strahd 5th edition. Then I'll talk about the PC's point of view, that is uh, what I think your PCs are most likely to be thinking when they meet the Abbot. We'll talk about how we can reframe the Abbot's goals a little bit and, and traits as well, how to play the Abbot and Basilka uh, at the table. And then finally, I'll suggest a couple of end games or outcomes for these NPC stories, if it works out for you. So what do we know about the abbot? He is uh, a a deva. He's a a bona fide angel, and he's here in Barovia because he wants to first spruce up the Abbey of St. Markovia, then help the Bellevues by converting them into mongrel folk. Okay. And then when he meets Strahd, this is a quote from page 225 of The Curse of Strahd, somehow the deva realized that any attempt to slay Strahd would be futile, that the ancient curse upon the land meant that the vampire could never truly die, or at least not in Barovia. And thus his goal, the abbot, this very powerful deva in disguise, adopts this ambiguous goal. He plans to give Strahd a bride. The words they use in the module are to reunite Strahd with his long-lost love, although in fact what he seems to be doing is just creating a generic Frankenstein's bride, that is, a flesh golem that looks like a young woman. So his intentions... And his actions do not match. And even his stat block is a paradox because he is a deva. He has uh, divine spells, which he presumably gets from uh, a good patron, the Morning Lord, it's implied. But uh, he's lawful evil on the page. So playing this, uh, putting this into action, is bound to cause some problems, both for a DM just figuring out how to interpret this character, and for the PCs. If they ask too many questions about the abbot's motives, they're going to discover that he doesn't really add up. And and I don't like that. Uh, personally, I think he should add up, because a deva, uh, a millennium-old creature, should be fiercely intelligent, maybe a little insane, but definitely have coherent goals and plans. Finally, the way that role-playing the abbot is recommended starts with saying the abbot believes he is righteous, but he also regrets creating the Bellevues, that's the mongrel folk. That creates, that's a conflict, right? His personality has this built-in conflict. And while conflicted NPCs can be rewarding, they're very tough to roleplay. 
At the very end of this podcast, I'll make a couple of suggestions about what sort of internal struggle the Abbots could be playing out in a way that, that could really pay off in the long run. I think for now, we have to assume that what we have here is a well-intentioned but deeply misguided NPC. And that's going to be exciting if the PCs figure that out. Before we talk about how the PCs will respond, let's touch briefly on Vasilka. Vasilka is a flesh golem. She has been created by the abbot, cobbled together and reanimated with the intention of bequeathing her to Strahd. As described, she is a pretty generic bride of Frankenstein. She is mute and obedient. She's boring quite honestly, and it's an easy fix in this case. Working over the abbot is challenging, but making Vasilka more interesting is uh, is super easy. First of all, she doesn't have to be a generic pretty young bride. She can be Tatiana. That is, in fact, Strahd's lost love. Now, we know that Strahd's love has been reincarnated. Her soul currently inhabits Irina Koliana, but that doesn't mean that her body isn't available, or rather her many bodies. Tatiana and many generations of reincarnated Tatianas uh, are under the ground in Barovia. So uh, let's have the abbot dig some of them up and stitch them together. Several generations of Tatiana slash Irinas. I'll, I'll just go on calling her Vasilka for the rest of this podcast, but imagine that she looks exactly like Irina, but maybe doesn't have a soul. I'll talk more about souls a little while later. It's an interesting subject. But that's uh, that's pretty much the easy fix for Vasilka. Um, also allowing her the possibility of, you know, developing an intelligence and language, just like the original Frankenstein's creature did, will go a long way. I'll talk more about that too. So let's consider the abbot now from the PC's point of view. PCs tend to categorize their NPCs into three simple groups. There are allies, there are obstacles or foes, and there are, we'll just call them merchants. That is, NPCs who exist to provide some kind of exchange, mercantile or otherwise. If they know that the abbot is evil, if there's a paladin in the party and she casts Detect Evil, then there's going to be a very short roleplay followed by probably a fight. On the other hand, if they find out that he's a deva without finding out that he's officially evil, then they probably won't engage him in combat, but rather try to make him their ally. This is the more interesting option, and it's easy enough to steer the PCs in this direction, to give the abbot some kind of magic that shields his alignment from them. Or you may even consider that he's not, in fact, evil at all. Remember, he thinks that he's doing the right thing. But that's up to you. So the PCs may invite the abbot to join them in fighting Strahd. Uh, the abbot should refuse, of course. And that leaves him in an odd category. If he's not an ally and he's not a foe, then the PCs might be tempted just to kind of leave him to his crazy business, um, unless he can be a merchant in their eyes. That is, if he's got some kind of exchange, some kind of gift to give to them. And he does indeed. As written, the module says that he can offer them three castings of the spell Raise Dead. And all they have to do is uh, a really simple fetch quest. They have to go and pick up a dress for the Golem Bride. I think this dress fetch quest is beneath the PCs, personally, and there's no moral challenge to it either. So I would really recommend that DMs consider personalizing the gifts, on the one hand, and making the ask, the exchange, a little bit more challenging in some respects. Essentially, 
if all they really have to do is go and get a dress in order to get some fantastic reward, they're not going to think too deeply into it. And I think it's more exciting, and will give you more face time with this exciting NPC, if they do have to think about it. So personalize their gifts however you can. In my campaign, I had one PC who I knew really wanted to fly, so offering to stitch big wings onto him was a no-brainer. Another PC had some mysteries in his past, so casting some sort of enhanced speak-with-dead spell, or even commune, in order to speak with the ancestors or the ghosts of his parents, that would be something that would tempt him because it helps to fulfill that PC's personal story arc. And finally, I gave the cleric the opportunity to commune directly with his deity. You can choose things that you think are about the power level that uh, CR10 Deva can do, and you can have those on offer. Um, but in order to make it interesting, it has to be a Faustian bargain of some sort. And when I say Faustian, I sort of allude to devils. That's the story of Faust, making a deal with the devil. In this case, we're making a deal with an angel, but all of the trappings of a devil, that is, the mongrel folk, Vasilka, they make the abbot appear to be, at the very least, a mad scientist, and worse than that, perhaps an actual devil. So when these gifts are offered, in exchange for the dress fetch quest or whatever, then the PC should feel that there is a real price lingering in there somewhere, that they may be giving up a piece of their souls, or at least their honor or integrity, if they accept the deal. I think that makes for a much more satisfying presence, where the abbot isn't just a generic NPC who's there to give them something cool, but rather a twisted and unexpected extension of the dark powers that exists to corrupt everyone within Barovia. So now let's talk about tweaking the abbot ever so slightly to make him a more exciting character for you, the DM, to roleplay. Let's keep the mad scientist trope alive, because it's a recognizable one, and, and PCs need to feel comfortable with uh, new NPCs. They need to be able to identify them. But maybe instead of mad scientist, we'll call him a mad doctor type. He's modeled on Dr. Moreau from the H.G. Wells novel, The Island of Dr. Moreau, who was motivated, incidentally, by self-perfection the need to become the perfect surgeon. He's also modeled, maybe not on Frankenstein himself, but I'm thinking of Dr. Pretorius in the James Whale film The Bride of Frankenstein. This was the mad doctor with the real god complex. Creating life was crucial to his arc. And in that vein, I want to tweak the abbot a little bit to think of him, first of all, as a fallen angel, not just a visiting one, but an actual booted-out-of-heaven angel. And secondly, as having a little bit of a god complex himself. Actually, before I go any further, I keep saying him and he, but, you know, this is a really great opportunity to introduce an androgynous or non-binary character into your campaign. Angels, in the classic Old Testament sense, did not have genders, and... 
I love the idea of the Abbot when they finally reveal their true form of being something that just boggles any conceptions of gender or even he's not even humanoid. It's more a sort of Old Testament cluster of eyes. And, you know, I, I that's that's how I chose to present the Abbot in my campaign. You can decide what sort of angel they need to be. But consider making uh, him a them for at least the sake of diversity. So we have a fallen angel, but also an aspiring god. If they were booted out of heaven, they probably want to redeem themselves. And so I imagine the abbot serenely but unswervingly committed to redeeming Strahd von Zarovich, and therefore redeeming all of Barovia, lifting its curse, and therefore redeeming themselves. This is a creature that probably may not admit to themselves, but does dream of becoming the god of Barovia through their high-minded actions. So all the secondary aspects of the abbot, the way the abbot presents themselves, can remain the same. Self-righteous, but maybe expressing a little bit of regret. It's fun if that regret is a little unclear. That is, we don't know exactly what they regret. There's something in their history that didn't go right for them. And eventually the PCs may find out, or the abbot may disclose, that it was, you know, their initial fall from grace that landed them here in Barovia. Now, in addition to adjusting their backstory, let's tweak the abbot's methods. I tied the Bellevues and the Golem closer together, I suppose, philosophically speaking, by exploring the phenomenon of souls and shells. Now, this is described in the first chapter of Curse of Strahd. Many Barovians don't have souls. They're born without them. They're just considered shells. And this phenomenon isn't really explored in much detail throughout the campaign. It, it's not a it's not a relevant plot point, I should say. But I think especially for NPCs who are interested in you know matters of theology or cosmology, it, it suddenly becomes an important issue. I wanted it to matter, and I thought that this was a perfect environment to bring it to the forefront. So I decided that the abbot's response to the soullessness of some Barovians was to try to give them souls back. And the way he went about it was surgically. He grafted animals onto the Bellevues, onto his patients. He incorporated animal parts, hoping that the animals' souls would somehow be transferred through. Um, that may still seem like a bit of a logical stretch, uh, but I, I can certainly see uh, a certain mindset adopting this as sort of scientific-slash-spiritual truth. It could also tie into Vasilka. She's assembled from dead body parts, so there's really no way that she would have a soul, I should think. And as such, it makes her a pretty unsuitable match for Strahd, why he would fall in love with someone who's essentially a shell. But uh, if the abbot believes that animals carry souls and they can pass into his creations, then all we need in Vizilka is, in my case, the heart of a lioness, and we've got ourselves uh, a soulful creature. At least, again, according to the abbot, it's fun if your PCs 
are given contradictory perspectives on who has a soul and who is just a shell. Then they can debate that, and it becomes a moral quandary maybe every time someone dies. So that's my tweaks for the abbot and Vasilka. We could also very easily tweak the dress fetch quest. <laughs> I don't care for it, as you may suspect, but let's just up the ante a little bit. The abbot doesn't need someone, especially heroes, to go and get a dress. They could probably make one themselves if they really wanted to. <clears throat> but maybe they lack the human touch necessary to train and educate Vasilka to become the perfect bride for Strahd. This is a more interesting ask. It's asking the PCs for their time, but also for their skills. That is, it involves skill checks. And most intriguingly, it poses a moral question for them. Because now they have to deal it because now they have to interact very closely with Vasilka to try to make her more human, to try to make her someone that Strahd could fall in love with. Even if they don't agree with the plan, they're going to become invested in this process, this Eliza Doolittle-style transformation into a cultured and marriageable creature. You could go further if you wanted. The abbot would certainly try. They would try to convince the PCs that Strahd must fall in love again, that the PCs should not be trying to kill him. He must be redeemed in order for all Barovia to be saved. The abbot won't add, and then I shall be a god. They know better, but they will try to engage the PCs and get them on board with this plan. Now, the PCs could respond in all kinds of ways, and I think you should listen carefully and then modulate the abbot and even Vasilka based on the PC's responses at your table. If everybody in the party thinks this is a great idea, let's have a Beauty and the Beast ending for Strahd, well, see if you can start to make the abbot a little more arrogant and a little more aloof, because that's going to make the PCs turn around and doubt that conviction. That's what you want to do. You want to create that conflict in their minds. Uh, similarly, if they're all in for training Vasilka, you have to make her more savage and more disgusting, like more inhuman than you otherwise would. That makes their task more difficult, and it's also going to sow the seeds of doubt in their mind. On the other hand, they may all think that this is a terrible idea, and we should still go and kill Strahd at the first opportunity. Make sure they still stick around and train Vasilka in order to get their gifts, but while this happens, play the abbot differently. Make him seem more desperate. Ratchet up his pacifism. He definitely doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Not Vasilka, not the PCs, not even Strahd. And that's going to create conflict in the opposite direction. Similarly, if Vasilka is more human at this point, more soulful even, if the PCs suspect that maybe she does have a soul, then they're going to hesitate, and they're going to think maybe there is some possibility that this plan might work out. All of that conflict is going to make the abbot a pivotal figure for the PCs, and a memorable one as well. Remember, the abbot can justify all kinds of things with a spiritual purpose. 
And if they are failing in their attempts to convince the PCs, then they can reveal themselves, possibly in hints at first, and then finally a big reveal, a transformation into Deva form. That's bound to get the PCs thinking twice about whichever perspective they've adopted. In all of this, the goal for the DMs is to foster uncertainty regarding the abbot's role in the story. Players understand story tropes and rules, but if this abbot isn't coming off as a, an ally or an obstacle or even a merchant, what are they? That's exciting for the PCs, uh, to a certain point at least. If they have no clues at all, then it's just frustrating or boring. But once you give them all of that, they'll create their own conflict and their own evolving story around the Abbot. Now, finally, I said I'd talk about end games. The PCs, and probably you as well, probably don't want that Beauty and the Beast ending. Even though it's an appealing story... They really want blood. They want the satisfaction of killing Strahd von Zerovich, right? Or they won't get bragging rights. So you have to offer them that plot with an understanding that it's probably never going to come true. If the abbot's own redemption hinges on Strahd, then ultimately the abbot may oppose the PCs. Uh, that is to say... If and when the PCs get back on track and start trying to kill Strahd, they've basically made the choice to make the abbot their enemy, or at the very least, their obstacle. So that could evolve into a combat encounter, although I think with the abbot you should definitely maintain the possibility of resolving that encounter with roleplay. There, there must be ways to talk this creature, even if they are a fallen angel, even if they are lawful evil and completely convinced that they're right, there should be ways to reason with this divine entity. They should have a soul of their own. Of course, if the PC's relationship with the abbot evolves in such a way that a roleplay encounter seems most likely, maybe one of the PCs is even in love with the abbot, or completely convinced that they need the abbot to defeat Strahd, then you should plan to have that roleplay encounter de-evolve into combat. That ultimately it would be the abbot who can't stand the idea of letting these PCs kill Strahd, that they decide the right thing to do is to stop the PCs themselves, and that would de-evolve into combat. There's always the possibility that the PCs could convince the abbot to join them and become an actual ally. I don't think you should have the abbot team up with the PCs to fight Strahd. First of all, he could easily upstage them. But if he were convinced to aid them, if he promises only to heal uh, or otherwise be non-violent in that confrontation, well, that would actually be a really smart play for the PCs to have uh, a, a heal bot angel flying around. So I'd say reward them with that. If if they hatch that scheme, if they cast the abbot in that role in your story, and then they find a way to convince or coerce them into doing that, let them have that. Remember that, that struggling against violence is the means to the abbot's redemption. If they ever stand a chance of becoming an angel full-fledged angel, or of leaving Barovia with a satisfied smile, uh, they must resist the urge to do violence. And so any kind of endgame that you devise with 
the abbot, is very easy to flip one direction or another on a single choice if the abbot has an opportunity to strike a killing blow against the PCs, if it happens to be that combat, or against Strahd, depending on how it plays out, then they should make that obvious decision not to strike. I think that provides a most satisfying opportunity. Whether or not they then get brought back up to heaven, perhaps they don't. Perhaps they have to remain in Barovia. That's their curse. But I love the idea of a character whose ultimate role in a story is to choose nonviolence. I think that every story benefits from having at least one. One more thing. Even though I don't think that you should get the abbot to be an ally in the final fight against Strahd, I do think you should consider getting Vazilka into that fight. If she is sentient, and especially if the PCs have played a role in developing her intelligence, then the best narrative choice that I can think of is to have that bride of Frankenstein reject her destiny and take up arms against Strahd. She probably won't last too long, although it is kind of nice to have an ally fighting Strahd who has advantage on saves against magic, and who's immune to charm and paralysis and being frightened. Um, it would actually be a big boost for the PCs to have her on their side. And so I would consider that as an outcome if it's feasible and if you think your PCs would enjoy that moment. Remember, it all comes down to the PC's enjoyment, and therefore I urge you to take these ideas and roll with them as far as you can until you see the eyes beginning to glaze over, and then you should revert back to the module it's written, or go your own way, even better. Let's let the ideas evolve as the story plays out, and everyone will have a grand old time. Have fun! Thanks for listening! Strawcast is produced by Slack and Slash Productions out of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, also known as Unamagi, the unceded and ancestral territory of the Mi'kmaq people. It's based on The Curse of Strahd Revamped, published by Wizards of the Coast, as well as The Curse of Strahd Legendary Edition, published by Beetle and Grimms. But the participants are not affiliated with either company, and we do not seek to profit off this podcast. You can get in touch with us and find more of our podcasts at slackandslashpod.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, you name it. Be sure to leave a review if you like what we do. Till next time, be brave and shine bright. Shine bright.